everyone, and welcome to Callum and David's Any Requests. This is, of course... I'm just going to say hello. Go on. on. As well. That was all. There you go. Callum says hello as well, everyone. Um, And, uh, yeah, just a reminder, this is our Patreon-requested podcast. Uh, And we are back with our patron, Ben, um, who's asked us to look at the late 90s TV series Crime Traveller. Crime Traveller, indeed. Um, So we did the first two episodes uh, a month or so ago, and now we're back with uh, the next two. There are only six in total, so there's only two more. Uh, there's six in total. There were eight. Oh, were there eight? Oh, I wow. think there were eight. Oh, okay. Well, then we've got another. Um, another so we've two got a, a few left. Yeah. Marvelous. Um, yeah, I, I, I had never heard of Crime Traveller before, and um, so the last kind of uh, podcast on this was me desperately trying to understand uh, crime travel, basically. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like I've come a long way. I feel like a, I was a lot better with it. I still yeah. needed a couple of little prompts from you. Yeah. But I, I wasn't upset by it. Yeah, I, I, I think it's yeah, what I, what I was saying to you um, last time and mentioned again today as well is that the the series essentially, like a lot of time travel things, only works if you let go of the idea of free will. Yeah, that the whole thing is predicated on fate existing and free will not. So yeah, everything that has happened has to happen. Yeah, regardless of if you see them have that idea for the first time to go back in time, it doesn't matter. Even as we're watching that, they've already gone back in time. Yeah. Um, I think a good way to look at it would be, imagine if you're watching the episode in the chronology of time rather than in the chronology of what they show you. So if, for example, the fourth episode that we'll come to, the majority of that one is in the past. So imagine if they'd started that episode five minutes into the episode. And then so, so therefore... (laughs) It has all happened, even though you, when you first see it, that kind yeah, of thing. So, I think, yeah, I think that kind of makes sense to me a bit more um, now. Um, yeah. And um, I did gen- generally enjoy it a lot more. Um, but again, there are still some... Th- we got in a bit of trouble last time, Yeah, so we? I was going to say, before we go any further, we've got to address the elephant in the room. Um, uh, <laughs> which is the last time we did this crime-travelling podcast, um, we uh, got... Um, uh, a bit of criticism on Twitter. I mean, we we do ask, you know, yeah. tell us what you think, let us know. We're always open to a bit of criticism and we yeah. encourage you to tweet and all the rest of it. Yeah. But- um, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we were tweeted by uh, <laughs> a former women's dance champion. Yeah. Um, that was um, uh, accused us of not getting our facts straight. Mm. Um, and she said, it's a lovely family show. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to critique it, please get your facts straight. There are so many, fan. so many inaccuracies. Um, uh, and I did reply and just say, you know, uh, no offense was meant to be caused. It yeah. was, it genuinely was one of my favorite shows as a kid. Like I was so excited when Ben said about this. Um, so I felt bad um, that that someone thought we were genuinely kind of hating on it. And that's kind of our thing is that we kind of lovingly lambast, but yeah. we certainly don't mean to be kind of genuinely kind of tearing it apart and and it's you know we're we're well aware that things in the 90s aren't going to hold up in the same way as yeah as 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 things that are made today um and and also you know we are of course writing as we watch so yeah. it is highly possible that we do miss things and we do get things wrong so always a- apologies and and do call us out and do let us know there's been a few times yeah. other things where some of our fans have let us know about things that we'd missed or things that we got wrong. Like we got Clive Swift confused with Brian Murphy in an episode of Jonathan Creek. Unacceptable. was absolutely unacceptable. unacceptable. Um, so initially I felt bad, but then I had a scroll through her Twitter feed 
and she's been like harping on a lot about saving statues and being really critical of the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. So now I don't really care. You don't care um, at all. No, I was going to be careful about yeah. my criticisms because of her. Yeah. Um, but uh, I fundamentally disagree with what she thinks is important, so I don't care anymore. I mean, also, uh, I'm happy to have her as an enemy now. We were okay on inaccuracies in that one as well. So yeah. if you want to be a pedant, don't don't do it with a fellow pedant. You know, there's yeah. one to know one. Um, I felt that was like a really um kind of like a public stepping down from public office. Um, yeah. And then and then it was a real turn at the end. It was actually, no, I'm staying. Um, which is kind of what happened with like Theresa May's career, wasn't yeah. it? It's like, it's like um, uh, Malcolm Tucker in the penultimate episode of The Thick of It. Yeah. Where you think he's going to go and then he but then, switches it. So I like the way you did that. Thank you. Um, so episode three and four of yeah. Triumph, Crime Traveller. Yeah. Um, the the first episode is yeah. called Fashion Shoot. Fashion Shoot. Which I love. Yeah, but it's great. Yeah. It's a yeah. real nice little uh, play on, you know, uh, a camera, a photography shoot, and obviously a murder. Um, and it's it's not my favourite title out of the two titles we're going to discuss today, because the, ti- yeah. the title of the second episode is great. Um, but this one is all about um, a, a fashion designer um, called Duval, um, and she is seemingly murdered uh, on the catwalk mm-hmm. um, shot, and they go back in time to solve the crime, yeah. as you'd kind of expect. Absolutely. Um, I don't know why they think it's particularly important to use the time machine on this one, because mm. I would argue that they could have just tried to do the detective work. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> like, like yeah. Not all of them have been like that. And no. certainly the next episode is yeah. kind of very much like you can see there's motivation. But on this yeah. one, I'm like, come yeah. on. Yeah, no, French, you're yeah. just being like, uh, 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 Slade. Michael French, Slade. Jeff Slade. Yeah. I just think he's been really lazy. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They get stuck and they go, oh, wait, we've got a time travel machine. Let's just use that. Yeah. yeah. It's like to settle an argument that yeah. they could solve by being detectives. Like he could just work harder. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, they do go back in time. Yeah. Um, and they discover all sorts of skullduggery. Yeah, so um, we open on some sort of interview taking place with uh, yeah. um, this uh, fashion designer who is um, who we believe is the the, the victim of a murder. Um, yeah, in this episode, she's sort of meant to be the main victim. Um, and there are some gunshots. Yeah, that happen, um, which is important to highlight because a bit later on. Uh, Chloe Annette's character Holly Turner says something along the lines of oh don't be ridiculous why would she be like shot and I was like because we literally saw someone try and shoot her yeah it it is a bit bizarre Um, so there are gunshots um, that interrupt this interview just to let us know that you know Duval isn't a really particularly nice character Mm -hmm. she's kind of ridiculed a bit she has this great quote where they say oh you're wearing a lot of black at the moment and Duval says "Uh, oh black isn't a colour it's a mood trying yeah. to give my clothes a more aggressive quality. And you kind of go, oh, right. So I think what Horowitz is trying to say is that this person's a bit of a dick. Yeah. Um, and But she's she's being, yeah, she's got shot at. And then they go to set up the fashion shoot. And then there's... It's frustrating, though, because black isn't a colour. Yeah. It's the absence of colour. Yes. So it's, it's, it's... She's right. Yeah. But then she corrects her with... Not true. Yeah. So it's kind of... <laughs> it isn't a colour. No, it's yeah, a... it's not. It's a mood. No, it's it's not really that either. It's metaphorically, it could it's metaphor- be. Yeah. And what's yeah. white? You've... Black is the absence of colour. Isn't wh- White's not a colour either, is no, it? It's, it's not. Um, 
It's low, or is it all the colours? I believe it's all the colours. Is it all the colours and yeah. black's the absence of colour? I believe so. I like that. That's yeah. good. Um, so, yeah, they then go to the... That she's setting up this fashion shoot and and we're aware that she's had lots of threats. Yeah. And as a result, Sue Johnston has set her yeah. crime squad... Grisham. Grisham yeah. has set her crime squad on protecting her. Yeah. Providing a security. The, the only... Th- for the whole of this episode, the only thing that Sue Johnston's interested in is the positioning of where they are. It's yeah. the only thing she talks to them about yeah. in the first scene we see. Of, and then we see her again. The next day she goes, right, just one more thing. The positioning. I was like, no, that's the only thing you've already talked about. And why, are you, why aren't you giving them anything else other than just reminding them who's backstage and who's front of house? And then the positioning was so terrible that no one knows how it's done. Like, it was, yeah. it was not good. Yeah. There were loads of blind spots everywhere. Yeah. Um, um, I'd also like to say I'd forgotten in the previous, uh, in, the, in the month that's just gone by, I had... Completely forgotten about the existence of uh, little wooden Jasper Carrot. <laughs> little wooden Jasper Carrot. Um, and the, honestly, the second he came onto shot, the spits, I was like, I, I forgot how much I hate him. I actually wrote, um, I can't, I don't know if it was this episode or the next episode, uh, something he said, just that your reaction to him being on the screen was <laughs> D- David, David hates the curly haired assistant. Um, <laughs> it was immediate. That, he immediately annoyed you me. Could, I could feel it from you. Yeah. It's emanating from you. Um, so they decide to go and be uh, the security for that. And Michael Fetch is like, why do I have to go? I don't want to. You slay. He's not really interested in it. And then she recruits the science officer, Chloe Annette. Yeah. And Chloe so, Annette quite, so. quite rightly says, well, I'm not a detective. So no. Yeah. Because I'm a forensic scientist. Yeah. Um, and she says, oh, no, I need someone to sew. Yeah. And then you go, oh, bit of commentary on internalised sexism coming from Grisham. And then she says, no, I can't sew. And she goes, well, you'll have to improvise then. I'm like, I have absolutely no faith in Grisham whatsoever. I think she's a terrible police chief. I'm also, can you clear this up for me? Because I'm confused. <laughs> I'm probably not. I'm confused about, like, why she needs to sew. Like, they're not undercover, are they? Yeah. So, yeah. So, that, so the fashion, but... But she knows that they're police, right? The fashion designer. That's a very good point. So why does she need to... Like, why does she... Who's... Yeah, and, and also she says the whole that Slade has to be undercover. She says, you're yeah. undercover. And he goes, oh, do I have to be? And then obviously she, he's not undercover because, because he's the personal bodyguard. They And they have Duval. a conversation and he's like, oh, would you rather... I, they put DCI Moss on your... So like, yeah. she... There doesn't seem to be a secret from her that they're all police. So I don't really understand don't, what... There's absolutely no... That's a very good point. There's absolutely no reason for her to go and pretend to be sewing. And also, I because she can't sew, I, I don't know how no one in this amazing... Like, she's filthy rich fashion designer, like Coco Chanel. Is, is she, though? <laughs> is, is she is or is she? she? Because if she is, why is this happening in a church? Yeah, right. So the short answer <laughs> is no, she isn't, because Chloe Annette says she's not even that famous. All this publicity yeah. will be doing her good. So so she's not. But for her to be, like, for, for her to be in the papers and for the police to put a detail on her. It changes when to suit them, doesn't it? It changes. It depends on, yeah, on what they fancy. Um, 
so yeah, that was weird. And but it does mean that Chloe and Ed's, uh in the church, and it's just kind of like a village hall church. Yeah. It's, it's a village church. It's not like a big cathedral, or it's not in a city. No, yeah, it's it is. It's like a village church, just outside of Reading. And I don't know why. And I don't know why this fashion show is happening. We'll come on to the fashion show in a minute. I don't know why it's happening here, but it's weird. Um, yeah. And so they're all there milling around. Um, and um, we we learn lots of things that like D- D- Deval's a big diva. Yeah. She keeps shouting at Linda, who's, who's her, her sister. Who's her sister? Um, she's shouting about the logo. She wants to see the logo, and they're, oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, they're they're just hanging it now. It's an awful, and, awful logo banner. And, well, yeah, it's dreadful. I want to talk about this logo because, or well, more specifically, her reaction to it because. Yeah, and in, in, in the midst of all this, this is when this conversation happens about, oh, Grisham's overreacting, despite mm-hmm. the fact this woman's been literally shot at through her house, but we've forgotten that now, apparently. Um, and then the logo comes down, the banner with the logo on. Yeah. And it's got her name, and underneath the name it says, um, is is going to die. Yeah. Um, and she... Uh, so so, so uh, Deval dies tomorrow. Dies tomorrow, thank you. Um, and her reaction... Is she goes, oh, it's horrible, it's horrible, and I was like, yeah. Does she think this is the, the design? Because yeah. her reaction no. is that the design's she, bad. Her reaction is, is absolutely <laughs> feels like it's to the design. Um, but then she says, "Can you take me home?" So, so she seems like she is distressed. But I think she's just distressed about it not being very good. And I would <laughs> be. It isn't like, very good. It like it's it's a bed sheet yeah. with the words black. And then a plus sign, and then ice, black ice. Yeah. And and it's kind of sewn on. And there's another one outside the church. I'm like, that's the same oh, one. They've you... used the same one outside the church because that's also a bed sheet. Do you remember Smirnoff Black Ice? Oh yeah, it's I do. Just come into my head. Strawpedos was the Smirnoff. Yes. Put yeah. Put straw in, down it. Because yeah, I can't remember what the difference was between Smirnoff Ice and Smirnoff Black Ice. I don't know. Either. Was it? I think maybe black ice was like. Was it like bitter, more bitter lemon? Maybe like, more like a hooch. More like a, a hooch. I am, but I remember loving Smirnoff black ice when I was like a kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember the bottles being quite cool, and I, yeah. I never really got into Smirnoff until I tried one at a later date. It went. That's a really lovely, refreshing drink. Uh, yeah, it, it just. But now when I drink it, it just reminds me of being sixteen. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the Boater Pub in Bath. Oh, yeah, shout out to the Boater. Always. Yeah, underage drinking in there. So not not anymore though. I should say they're a, friend... they're a gastro pub now. It's all Are very they? different. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Um, my my uh, friend Tom, his uh, stepdad Alan, used to drink quite a lot of Smirnoff ice. Mm. So shout out to him. Well, not really, actually. He's yeah. a horrid man, quite violent. Um, if you're just joining so... us, this is the Smirnoff Ice podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's a horrible sign, and and uh, say it... if you're just joining us, it would be weird because it would mean you've skipped to yeah, it would mean you've skipped fifteen minutes into the episode. Yeah, I like that. It's not people rain. are tuning in to, on the wireless. Rain. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but also, she has a shout at Linda, right? Mm. And it, and she's being a diva about it, but actually, she's got every right to be because Linda says, "Oh, is this or what's her name? Sharon Duval, Sarah. I can't remember." Sharon, something Sharon like Duval, I think her name is. Yeah. She goes, oh, is this is this all right? Will this do? I'm like, and she goes, no, it, it won't do. Yeah. I went, oh, she's going to have a diva fit. And she says, I asked, just, it, I said I wanted the hem taken down two inches. And she's mm. like, oh, all right, then what? To-? I'm like, right, that's a really simple thing for a seamstress to do. Yeah. Let alone the, the head of clothing 
yeah. for a fashion mogul who seems to be quite famous and has quite a lot of money. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think you should be better at your job if you haven't managed to take and take down the hem of something <laughs> two inches. And your attitude is, will this do? Yeah. Like, and then and then they show with a sign, and it's god awful. Yeah. Yeah. But again, then this is where it's confusing because everything about it feels like it's like an amateur charity fundraising yeah. Uh, yeah. fashion show for like to help for the proceeds of like the new stained glass panel on the church. It's an event that John Nettle's what... wife in <laughs> Midsummer Murders is put on with their daughter, who always seems to be grown up and at home and no one knows why. Yeah. But she, um, yeah, that's where it's taken that's place. Exact, yeah. It's a fashion benefit. Um, so anyway, she then goes home with Sorry, Slade. But there's also a weird conversation that Chloe Annette has with Linda, the sister. Yeah. When she discovers that they're sisters. And then says, <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't guess, would you? And I was like, well, you look really similar. But then this comes up again and again and leads to a, a baffling thing we're going to talk about at the end. But <laughs> they constantly mention the fact they look nothing alike. Yeah, and they look they, really they alike. They look really alike. Yeah, they found two sisters. It's like the opposite of Gorgon's Wood. It is. It's exactly the opposite of Gorgon's Wood. If you're a JC podcast fan, you'll know that reference. Um, and th- yeah, so so they. But she says, uh, "I'm going to go home. Cause I'm upset because either the sign's bad or or, or I'm annoyed at the mm. death threat." By the way, Slade, take me home. Yeah, and then and then they're back at. Hers. Back at her house. Back at Duval's, right? Now, this is... How long have the police been on detail? About an hour? Yeah, because the way that now they're playing the relationship between Jeff Slade and Duval... Is the bodyguard Whitney Houston and Kevin Costner, right? I was about to say, it's half... It's the middle of that movie. Yes, it's like yes, The yes, middle of that movie is, is the relationship they're playing. Because she literally... She says, I feel safe when I'm with you. And I was like, what? How... What have we just left out? Weeks of them getting to know each other and becoming close in a romantic bond forming. Yeah. Because that's they're playing a long relationship that's happened. It is. It's very bizarre. But they go they go home and she flirts with him. And then we, we don't know what happens. But it looks like they could have spent the night together. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and then he's coming in the next day. Yeah. And... There's a bit of chatter between um, the one with the one, not the wooden puppet guy, Moss. 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 Yeah. Moss. He's got a lot of trouble. He's got a lot going on. Moss. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing that he's got to the position he's <laughs> he's in. He's very, yeah. But he not the brightest spark. But they're chatting, and Chloe Annette overhears that. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, and then, kind of assumes that uh, Slade and, and Duval have slept together. Yeah, and then acts really, really jealous towards him. Yeah, like really jealous, yeah. as if like they've been an item. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I actually think that there that that this is justified from. The first from the growing relationship in the first two episodes, like but I think at the end of the second episode, there has been, I think, enough of a, of a spark between them that she would think that there's at least the promise of something that's going to happen between them. Maybe, but that is it's not discussed. It's just in your head, isn't it? 
I don't know. I know. I think it's. I. Th- I think. I think their relationship is is played well across the episodes. Oh, it'll be interesting because there's a yeah. later point where um, she gets angry at him again. That's weird. That bit's weird. And I feel like this is a precursor to that. I didn't. F- and see, because that's so unjustified, yeah. maybe I'm kind of. Well, we'll talk about that when we get to it, and you'll see yeah. what I mean. But she's very jealous uh, and annoyed, um, and he's allowing her to be. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, and th- so this is now the day of the. This is now the morning of the fashion shoot because you know how fashion sh- they always say always nine a.m. aren't they? Yeah. Um, oh, they've also they've, they've had another really long talk about who's going to be front of house and who's going to be. And they've had stage. another. Yeah, they have. They've had another one where there's a diagram. <laughs> On board again. <laughs> again, we go back to this thing we talked about last Crime Travel episode about Sue Johnston's micromanaging yeah, of everything. Yeah, she's a micromanager. But then simultaneously, at the end of every episode, completely unaware of what's happened and has yeah. to get Jeff Slade to explain to her what the crime was every time. I was like, "You're what? how could you be this involved and also completely not involved at all? It's, it's, it, 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 it's As you said, like Sue Johnston's Grisham is the like the manager of a local cafe <laughs> yeah. who who really who, who when it gets remotely busy like when there are more than three customers yeah starts going absolutely like berserk and starts yeah. shouting at all the customers like yeah. can't handle it when it's busy yeah and then gets depressed when it's quiet yeah. and there's nothing in between yeah yeah she's she's not doing well at the moment as a police chief as a chief of police but they do learn some more information, mm. which is that there has been an insurance policy taken out on Duval's life. Yes. Now, three million pounds mm-hmm. has been taken out by Duval's business partner yeah. in the event of Duval's death for loss of earnings for three million pounds. There has also been a um, oh, another policy that Duval's taken out herself mm-hmm. for her own life insurance. We don't know how much that is. No, and it doesn't really come up again. No, <laughs> no. Which would be in- it would raise the stakes for it everyone would. involved it if would. we. But they actually they don't mention it at all. Yeah, ever again. But there's a big long conversation about the fact that she didn't know about the 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 insurance claim of a business partner, but because she had a physical for her own life insurance they yeah. must have got hold of that and it's 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 really it's like a long scene to explain something that isn't important kind of like what i'm doing now really <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's a really weird moment and then yeah and then we get to the fact that they arrive at the church right it's the weirdest weirdest fashion show goes on for quite a while has ever happened <laughs> like it's so it's weird really like odd. The first woman out, I don't... Like, we both for a minute thought that it was Duval, but I don't think it was, no. was it? It was just... Someone again, else that, that looks like that her. really looks like her. But then she's not... Like, and then it's this weird bit where people are just milling around on the catwalk. Like, no... Like, yeah. it's so... Like, there's a point where there's about five people on the catwalk and one's, like, trying to get... Part, like, it's so bad. This is completely undirected it's dancing so and walking it's, and it's, no models were hired in the making of this. It's so weird. It's, it's so bizarre. The clothes are dreadful. But, yeah, I think that's on purpose, isn't it? Is, is it? <laughs> well, I don't know. Because I They're feel like it's not... They're meant to look like... It's not signposted enough for it to be a commentary. That's I okay. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But they're all made out of plastic and they're very odd. But there's a lot of effort as right, there's a lot of effort gone into it. Yeah. Um and then 
uh, we see Slade, um, who's, which is weird. He drops her off. Mm-hmm. She goes in, has another row. Yeah. And it, presumably time passes. The fashion show starts and Slade goes out. And then Slade's only just got from the front of the church. Yeah. And parked the car around the back of the church. Yeah. And he's getting out of the car and he gets coshed. Yeah. By a mysterious man. Mm-hmm. And I just I found this quite... There's loads of really dramatic music. Yeah. Um, really, like, heavy kind of oh, strings. Uh, but the camera is the most documentary-esque <laughs> matter of fact. And, yeah, it's him getting hit. And then we'll do another... We'll do one more just to see him, yeah, moved. And then, and then another one. And he's in the booth. There yeah. we go. Lovely. That's the feeling of the camera shots. Really calm. But the music is just completely at odds. I just think they might have relied a bit on it. Um, yeah. And so he's, yeah, our, our hero Slade is knocked out, put into the back of a boot and driven off into the round the corner somewhere. Yeah, somewhere, yeah. And someone sets the car on fire, douses it with petrol, mm-hmm. locks the door and lights a match. Yep. And I'm like, okay, he's dead. He's dead, yeah. He's dead. Yeah. And then there are lots of cutbacks between this weird fashion show. Yeah. And then Slade in the in the boot. Yeah. And th- there's so much smoke in the boot. I'm like, you were knocked out. You've woken up from the smoke. I think, you, I think you'd be knocked out further by the monoxide poisoning, right? You'd... Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, magically, the lock goes up. Mm-hmm. And we see the lock go up in the window, the central locking. And he's kicking the boot and it opens the yeah. boot, which is also not how central locking works, which is no. a big kind of fact. Okay, you, you're nodding. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, because that happens magically, the he gets out and he's just fine, isn't he? He's just fine. But he's not. He's dead. Yeah. Like it, what happened actually in real life is that he died. Yeah. Um, and then the, he... And then, well, and then what happens? He and then goes the back fa- to the fashion then, shoot. And then, um, well, yeah, but he, uh, we're back at the fashion shoot. So, and yeah, then, we're back and he's not back yet. He's not back yet. And then um, there's a gunshot, mm-hmm. gunshots, and uh, uh, Sharon, is that a name, Sharon? It's Duval. Duval. Duval, uh, designer Duval, uh, drops to the floor. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, I think we're shot. Quite um, weirdly. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. Really weirdly, like spins or like does like a triple pirouette and then <laughs> falls. Yeah. It's very odd. Um, uh, and then someone shouts for a doctor. Sonia Duval. Sonia Duval. Apologies, everyone. Um, sorry. No so, one shouts you... for a doctor, but someone just says, "I'm a doctor. Let me through." Wouldn't want any inaccuracies. In we wouldn't want any inaccuracies. No. <laughs> Do you think? But is that enough to make someone angry? At, if you got the name of an actor wrong, I don't know. I mean, I'm clearly over it. You're clearly over it. We're staying where we are. Um, Um, So, yeah, she uh, is uh, uh, apparently dead. Um, Someone calls for a doctor. Someone says, yes, I'm a doctor. Runs up, uh, checks her, takes her to the back. And then he comes out of, like, the vestry or some room in the church. uh, And says, no, it's too late. Couldn't save her. She's dead. Sorry, Um, there was nothing I could do. There's also... uh, as this was all happening, they notice a shadow of a gunman. Yeah. That then runs off. Um, and wooden puppet. And wooden puppet says, yeah. Hey, the chapel! Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and they go and there's a gun. There's a uh, it's like a sniper rifle there, um, uh, and the the person's run, run off. off and they they go off in pursuit. Yeah, and and uh, quite rightly as you say, they can't work it out, so they decide to go time traveling. Well, Slade's convinced that it's going to be Linda, who's yeah. her sister, because yeah. she had motive because Sonia was annoying to her, and they go and check her flat where she yeah. lives at the back and of Sonia's house in the in a weird house. It's a weird, like there's a weird. It's there's these spiral stairs, steps, stone yeah. spiral steps on the outside of the house that then go through yeah. like a weird, like kind of letterbox shaped gap in yeah. the roof of the outside of yeah. that. Like it's the weirdest house I've ever seen. And then, but then the windows are all yeah. like old leaded windows that are reinforced with that sticky back plastic yeah. with metal in it. Yeah. That sh- make it shatterproof that you used to get in s- yeah. secondary schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a school. It's it, it, all the settings in this episode, and actually in the second episode as well, are a half like really cool vent places where rich yeah. people live and half schools. Yeah, it's a real theme with yeah. Crime Traveler. Um, maybe that's just how things were designed in '96. Maybe don't know. Uh, but yeah, so there. Chloe Annette's still a bit jealous, but she's also convinced that that Slade's wrong. Because she thinks she heard the gunshots coming from behind. Yeah. That she didn't hear the gunshots from where? From the chapel. From the chapel, which was in front of all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, instead of going, oh, well, it, it's just happened. Yeah. Let's do lots of legwork. They go, oh, let's use the time machine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even though they said that they wouldn't use it. Yeah. For, yeah, for, it, for solving it, crimes. It re- yeah, I I don't buy that they needed to use it in this episode at all. At all. Um, and so Chloe, then, then, it's an odd level of stakes through this yeah. episode. Chloe and episode. decides to tell Michael French again about some of the rules, but something's changed this time that I swear they didn't say in the first two episodes, which is specifically because I swear in the first episode when it's all laid out, it was just like you can't you can't meet yourself. Yeah, and now she decided to specify. That you can't have eye contact yeah, with yeah, yourself, yeah. and I'm like, I don't know why is that? Why does that make a difference? Because, like, why? Like, why does that cause? Why are you time making schism? it the eye? The eye? The eye contact is what causes the schism. Is very yeah. specific. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know why that is, but it feels like it's adding detail to science, which is not. It's not really scientific. Yeah, because that. Uh, yeah, but it's, like, the, it's the doppelganger theory, isn't it? If you meet that, yourself, then you'll—that's what they've gone gone implode. with. Yeah, but that, but that's like that's a that's a sort of spiritual thing. That's not. A, that's there's not no a science, scientific theory about a doppelganger. Like that's a that's an old kind of spiritual thing about me. Uh, yeah, mystical thing. Um, but also like it. Neither of them would be surprised because Jeff Slade now knows about the time. So in this instance, if they did meet Ito, it wouldn't be a shock to either of them because he'd just go, oh, I'm, I must go back in time in a bit. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know why. <sighs> anyway. But they go back in time and they go back too far in time by accident. They go back 20 hours. Yeah. So they're like, oh, well, instead of normally it's like we've got to try and solve the crime and get back here by this time right yeah and and there's interesting like there was a little um uh kind of trivia thing on the imdb page you'll find where it says often that you know in every crime traveler episode someone will say uh they they were in a hurry to get away 
and mm. it's it never specified who they is and they is always them yeah trying to get back to the time machine in time you know it's yeah, a reference yeah, yeah, to yeah, that yeah. in this episode they go oh well god we've got loads of time to kill haven't we oh well i'll tell you what let's go hang out where we won't find ourselves yeah and he goes oh you can come back to my flat and they just have this little really relaxed date and there's no kind of urgency and the yeah. scene goes on for about yeah. quarter of an hour 20 minutes yeah where he cooks a meal and they have a beer yeah he doesn't have any wine he lives in a really really weird place it's yeah it's almost the- like a sexy bedsit warehouse youth center school youth center <laughs> is there's this thing isn't it about it being designed for teenagers because there's like a really high balcony yeah but it's got like blue bars like you'd find in like a community youth center like it's it's and then it's she like, oh. says where did you find this place mm. um and he says he got i got it, it off a murderer yeah he said he says i got it off a or someone died in it. And she was no. Like, oh. He says. Um, he says it was a murder case. It was a murder case, and, and she, she says, says oh, don't, "Don't tell me you got it off a, a, a dead person." He says, yeah. "No, I got it off the murderer." It's okay. It's a weird thing to happen and say, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But there you are. Um, I also don't really know why he doesn't have anything because she says, "Where's all your stuff?" Because yeah. he's got like a sofa, and instead of a, he's got like a table tennis table instead of a dining table, which is weird because his excuses that he doesn't have any money for anything but i was like well you could definitely get a table cheaper than you could get a table tennis table so i don't know why that's yeah your table but also it it what he says is clearly a joke right that's not real it's not real that he because he just goes oh well, spent so long paying for the flat didn't have any money left to buy anything to put in it which is a joke yeah but also, he doesn't actually have anything. So, so like, why don't you have any glasses? True. Like, yeah, what's going on? And Surely... also, you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a detective. detective. Like, you're going to be relatively well paid. Yeah, Matt. It's very odd. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the whole thing is a chance for her to forget that the she she says, oh, you know, how where are you? Why are you not here tonight? Why why is your past self not here? Yeah. And he goes, oh, because I stayed over, didn't I? And she goes, oh, how could I forget? You staying with Sonia, how could you be so brazen? And he's like, no, I don't, no, no, that, no, that, that you've, you've got the wrong end of the stick. She goes, I don't want to hear it. And yeah. throws beer over him. Which is the only reason why she has to have a mug, not the bottle, because throwing a bottle of beer over it doesn't work. So, yeah. so that's the only reason that joke about not having cups and glasses and things. It's weird. Yeah. But I think it's a massive overreaction because he's trying to explain that that's not the case. Yeah. But even if it was, you're not a couple. Yeah. And haven't discussed this. Yeah. Well, I think it's really unreasonable. Yeah, yeah. I, it's 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 a, it's it's out of nowhere. It's completely out of nowhere. And I feel like it's only in there because Anthony Horowitz realised that they'd spent a lot of time doing nothing, so I had to put some drama in. Like it's <laughs> yeah. very odd. But I also just don't think it's very fair to chloe annette's character who's no. this who's a scientist to archie keeps saying i'm not a detective i'm a scientist i'm like yeah. a woman of reason it, yeah it, it doesn't feel uh like holly turner at no. all a bit half-baked yeah um now they she stays in the sofa and he stays in his bedroom and they the next day decide to go and check out linda's flat yeah um and they run into sonia yeah who doesn't clock that there are two of them and it's they've timed it okay yeah 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 
and they make up something about they've been called to check that which again she definitely knows they're police yeah and chloe annette's there and she knows that she's a policewoman so why she needed to sew i don't have any idea it's, yeah, it's very odd um and then they go and they they go to the fashion shoot again but this time instead of actually attending it mm-hmm. slade says well i know that i'm gonna be Locked here in the, in the boot so i'll go and so yeah, i'll go and see what happens see in the what chapel in the chapel um and sure enough he does get locked in the boot chloe annette follows him and she sees the keys that he the yeah. guy's thrown away unlocks the door by central locking and yeah. somehow magically the boot opens <laughs> yeah and he gets out alive so that's why that happens yeah and uh, it's a completely different person getting out of the oh yeah the we should mention the fact that the stuntman yeah. getting out of the car it's totally different <laughs> shows his face <laughs> like because there is a big explosion of the car. It's like when they had him. the fat guy on the motorbike <laughs> in the first episode. He was like, it's like 10 stone heavier than Michael French is. I'm like, that's not him. That's not him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. Uh, that, and, and, and Michael uh, Jeff Slade's in the chapel, sees someone come in and shove a gun in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they clock that it's the same person. Yeah. Who Chloe Annette has seen, yeah, uh, putting uh, Slade into the car. Who turns out to be the same guy who's pretending who's to be the doctor. the doctor. Yeah, so we know um, that that's the criminal he, person. Yeah. yeah, suspect number one. Yeah. Um. Then they Michael uh, Slade is therefore picks up the gun and he yeah. So then he's who they see the shadow the, the shadow of the, the person the gun in the Jasper Carrot yeah. sees. Is Jeff Slade? He's such a little wooden man. Is um yeah. So that's interesting. That ties that on up. Yeah, it reminded me of. You won't know this because you don't like the show, but it reminded me of the. I believe it's the first episode of the seventh season of Red Dwarf. Um, Chloe and it. Uh, and it they go back in time to the JFK assassination. And it winds, and they accidentally knock Lee Harvey Oswald out the window before he can shoot JFK. <laughs> but then all these terrible things happened because JFK survives, and right. so they then have to go back again to try and not like to, to uh, change it. Great. But he still misses, so they're like, "Oh my god, we need to have a second gunman." So they go and get <laughs> JFK from the future to come back in time and kill himself, and he's the second gunman fantastic it's so but it reminded me of of that b- with the gun and the going back in time and it actually being not the person you think it was um a can of worms yeah, yeah. Um, um so yeah so he he runs off um uh if this happened the first time which it did as we said because everything happens again and again and again right time yeah time is not linear time is a series of infinite loops yeah uh, the, and you just don't want to get stuck in a loop yeah um so the problem I have is that you can click. They keep. They make a big point of saying they don't know if it's a man or a woman. Mm. But then they show the view of him clearly seeing the back of Jeff Slade. Yeah. So I'm like, well, if that happened, like, it's really it's, like you've seen. I mean, you've yeah. basically seen that it's Jeff Slade. So I don't know why you're not going. Oh, it was you. Oh, oh, it was because my colleague. He's so close behind him. It is very weird. Um, I think thought, that's just bad. But also, it's shooting. not just like one shot. Yeah, but it's not bad shooting because it happened <laughs> twenty times throughout the chase. Because this time we follow the chase, yeah. and he goes across a a shipping container yard. Yeah. So are they near the sea? Yeah, yeah. 
Why are all those shipping containers I don't know. there? I don't know. Can't see any sea. No. Or canals or no. don't know what happens there. He gets gets on. There's a really cool action sequence when he kind of jumps on a train and then yeah. jumps off again. I'm like, I don't know if all this was necessary. It, no, no, it wasn't at all. <laughs> None it of it bit, was necessary. It was a bit too much. It was. It was. Um, and then Holly comes and picks him up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they go back to the 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 church and so realize the gunshots must have been coming from behind because no one fired no them one in fired the chapel them. yeah um and then they kind of just explain it all yeah to grisham and yeah. the team yeah and they go to and they go and to the house of yeah the doctor the the house of the doctor Yes, correct. And and they see the doctor and her business, business partner yeah. uh, get out the car, and then in the back of the car is Sonia um, Deval. Yeah, because she's she didn't really die; it was her sister, and it was all about the insurance. Remember when we had that boring scene about the insurance that none of us listened to? Yeah. Well, it's important now <laughs> um, because that's a whole thing. And yeah, Jeff Slade explains that what happened. Because at the end of every episode, he has to explain everything to Grisham. Because apparently he's totally unaware of what's happening in her own department. And also she doesn't really understand things very easily, which is convenient for us. Yeah. But also worrying for the police department. Um, So it's so... This is brilliant. This is worth it. Right. The three of them have been in cahoots. And the plan, what, what they did was the doctor shot the sister in the back room... Of yeah. the church, whilst Sonia pretended to be shot whilst the gunshots were going off. And it off. was in the soundtrack. And it was in the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he puts her in a cupboard in the back room. And so when he takes Sonia into the back room, they make a switch. Yeah. And little, uh, little wooden Jasper Carrot, quite rightly says what? says well why di- why didn't anyone notice that it was a different person yeah and um guys do you know what genius absolute genius this is like you know the best of the best of Jonathan Creeks <laughs> it's because as Jeff Slade explains it's because nobody looked <laughs> what ah! sorry what she, it's because nobody looked. Why didn't they? At the, at the why, didn't, why didn't they check it was Sonia? Well, nobody looked, did they? D- didn't, didn't they? they? And when you what? say nobody, you yeah, mean you. all of you? <laughs> all of you in this room, the most senior police in whatever town you're in. This is dreadful. Nobody looked. And not- we all we all saw her get shot on the stage, so we just assumed it would be the same person. That's what is happening also, in this town. You're all awful. Ha- what's the point in having that line about going, "Oh, you're Sonia's sister," and Linda going, "I know you wouldn't know, would you? Are yeah. You, are why- you telling us that they don't look alike, even though they look alike enough for you to think that it's a. Di- Different. It's, it's a different person that's been killed. Yeah. Why do that? Why go back and deliberately make it worse? All that makes me think is all of that was in there for the purposes of the reveal being that nobody looked. Because otherwise it would yeah. be, they looked so similar 
They right. were full because they were twins. Yeah. So they swapped it, which is a much tighter way of... T- but but Horowitz has decided, celebrated spy novelist yeah. Anthony Horowitz has decided that the best way to wrap this up is for them to have looked completely different, but it just be everyone's incompetent at their jobs. Yeah. What on earth? I also know like why they the only way they could tell that the gun hadn't been fired was by Jesslade going in there and being there when it didn't fire. <laughs> you know how else you can tell if a gun's been fired? Yeah. Check the Check gun. The gun, yeah. And see if the bullet matches it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. if they killed Linda in the office. Yeah. When did they shoot her and why did no one hear that? You know, so I think, isn't that what they were saying? That that happened... At the same time. At the same time as the soundtrack. Right. So it covered the... To cover the sound of the gunshot that you wanted. (laughs) Why not? Why risk getting it wrong? Why risk getting it wrong? And And then there being four gunshots and then two mystery ones that are throwing the police off. Why not just use the real gunshots? It's it's so silly. Look, did anything happen after the line and nobody looked because I stopped it? It was nobody looked. And then they reveal that the pretend doctor slash person who tried to kill Jeff Slade uh, was the very same account uh, insurance clerk, 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 uh, who set up the insurance deal Mm -hmm. for... Uh, loss of earnings yeah. for Sonia's business partner. Yeah. What's confusing to me mm-hmm. is that Sonia's motivation yeah. was surely that... That she had the, the, about the life insurance. Yeah. So who would... Who's the recipient of the life insurance? Surely it's Linda. <laughs> or she'd made it her business partner. Yeah. Must be. It must be. And they're splitting it three ways. But they yeah. make a big point of coming back into the office and going... God, well, things people will do for three million quid. That's 1.5 million quid each. Well, it isn't because there are three of them, not yeah, two of them yeah, now. Yeah. And also there's an, there's however much the life insurance policy was on top, yeah. which makes it more motivation for Sonia. Otherwise, Sonia's going, oh, yeah, I'll kill my sister and fake yeah. my own death and live yeah. for the rest of my <laughs> life as a, as a recluse yeah. with a fake personality <laughs> yeah. for a million and a half, for, for less than, for a, for a third of... Well, for a million. Yeah. For a third of what I... Yeah. Which, if you're a famous fashion designer and Princess Diana wears your clothes... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's mentioned. Then you probably... It's not that much money. <laughs> even in 96. <laughs> like, your your weird school house is worth more <laughs> than... Just sell that. Than that. Oh, oh. and the, I just wrote at the end, these police are dreadful. Yeah. They... Like, the fact that they made all those mistakes, but also the fact at the end that they just take Slade's word for it. Oh. And Grisham's like, oh, what happened then? Oh, did it? Oh, all right. Well, there <laughs> yeah. we are. Then should we have some tea? We should say uh, that uh, as well. Uh, Chloe Annette just explains to Michael French about the fact that the reason that he got washed over the head and locked in the car boot is because they went back in time and he tried to make... Sonia not go out on stage he said That's don't why. come out at yeah. the end yeah and so bec- at that point he didn't obviously know she was in on it but because she was in on it she realised that he knew so so t- told the doctor guy pretending to be the doctor to, to get rid of Sonia. very very good point yeah so that, that, that I quite like that I thought it was quite a nice interesting little 
but uh, yeah, and I I get this now because mm-hmm. you're you're not in it because of the how can they change the past because that's the whole point, right? Yeah, you're you you can't change the past, but you can be there while it happens and see what happens. Yeah, which helps you solve the crimes, and you've also got a murder mystery, which or a crime yeah. in mystery that you want to solve as an audience member. So that's really fun. But also, what Crime Traveler does, which I I was so busy trying to understand it because of my brain uh, last time that I think I got the enjoyment of saying, oh, that's why that's happened, because they've already been there and done Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. And they don't realise they've been there and done it because time works as a loop. And as long as they keep remembering that, it's nice to recognise things that happen and go, oh, I wonder if that could have been something they did when they went back in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, So that's... That was just it sounds really basic, but I actually didn't get to enjoy that until this episode because yeah. the first two I found so stressful. Yeah, getting my head around it. But that's a really good kind of segue into the second episode. Yes, um, which is all about what happens if you try and change the past. Yeah. Um, um, so again, another another little. Uh, you know, we had fashion shoot. Again, yeah. they went for another little snappy, snappy little title. Uh, the Revenge of the Chronology Protection Hypothesis. <laughs> great. It's great. Great. Rolls off the tongue. It does. It's very It's um, very snappy. It's a reference to the Chronology Protection Hypothesis, which is met, is by Stephen Hawking, according to the episode. Yes. Um, but I've never Haw- read... Hawking. Re- Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking's book, Brief History of Time, is what yeah. they're referencing. Yeah. Uh Yes, everyone always says Stephen Hawking's. Uh, yeah. It's exactly the type of thing that would annoy me. I'm sorry, everyone. I hate myself. <laughs> um, so many inaccuracies. So, yeah, um, that's the problem. Um, we can't all be darts champions, can we? <laughs> um, so this episode is all about Holly. Yeah. Who, and it's been, she's been invited to do a talk as a keynote speaker yeah. at a, a, an event. And where's the event being held? The event's being held at the Institute of Time. What? That's the... Oh, the event is the Institute of Time. No, I'm I'm agreeing with you. The Institute of Time. Well, presumably, it's either being held by the Institute of Time at the Institute of Time, if they also have a permanent... Mm -hmm. It looks kind of like an old courtroom. Yeah, it does look like an old courtroom. Yeah. It looks like an old courtroom. So maybe it's not being held at there, but it's being held by the Institute of Time. It's also weird because they film her entire... Like the opening of uh, is her do, talking about time travel and that you can't change the past and yes. this this Stephen Hawking hypothesis. But the whole of it, and we get quite a lot of her speech, is filmed on like a Dutch angle. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know why you, <laughs> I don't know why this is necessary. Yeah, like, it is a bit weird. Pick your camera up. Um, There's, I, I just double checked. There is no Institute of Time. Okay, that's it. Felt like a weird thing. It did feel like a weird thing, but I just thought I'll check because we don't want any inaccuracies. Yeah. Um, and it's not real. Yeah. So that's disappointing, but also good that we live in a normal world. Um, <laughs> she's there doing a keynote speech on behalf of her father's work. Right. Yeah. So that's why that's why I was a bit confused because up until this point, I thought, no matter how I did watch all these when I was a kid, but I can't. Remember, I mean, it was years ago, so I can't remember. So I don't um, <laughs> And and I had remembered clearly wrong that I thought the whole thing was that she 
was really secretive about being involved in her father's work, which is why the time machines are secret, which is why she's working as a science officer for the police and nothing to do. And she's not doing anything to do with time travel. So I was quite confused that she was at this very big, highly publicised event giving a keynote speech about time travel. Because yeah. I thought she was secretly carrying on her father's work because people said he was mad and too ahead of his... Like, I thought that was the sort of story we got in the first episode. But maybe well, I, I think it's even more than that. Because the whole reason her dad's not around is because her dad didn't get back in time and is stuck in a time loop. So she mm-hmm. vowed never to use the machine again because it's dangerous. Yeah. So, went and got a job as a science officer in a police... I still, I still don't believe that. Yeah. Science officer on Deep Space Nine. <laughs> right. um, but she, So, she she was against it, and it's Slade who's actually encouraged her to use it again. Yeah. And now she's going, oh, can't solve a crime. Yeah, get in the time machine. Yeah. Let's get in the big giant photocopier and go on, because you're too lazy to do your job. Yeah. Um, but... But yeah, you're right. She should be really kind of reluctant about it. But then actually also she's willing to speak on behalf of her father because he was very well respected. Yeah. So I guess, I guess it kind of works. But you're right. It, it felt much more secretive before. Yeah. Before we go any further, Jeff Slade. Yeah. Yellow blazer, yellow shirt, green trousers. How do we feel about that? I I think mustard yellow. Mm. It feels like um, it's all been designed by Anna Ryder Richardson. <laughs> it's very much her block colours yeah. that you'd get. You yeah. don't know who I'm talking about, and then um, then you missed out because Changing Rooms was a big part of my childhood. Absolutely. Um, you'd always watch it, by presented by Carol Smiley, featuring Handy Andy. Yeah. A famous criminal. And, um, Is uh, he? And Handy Andy. What? He's a convict. What? He was in and out of jail for most of his life. I didn't know he was that. A crook, I think. Oh well. Well, let's. Well, inaccuracies. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> now we're getting into libelous territory here. You... Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure. Painting uh, and Andy Kane out as a Andy Andy. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, originally it was a 1934 American comedy film uh, directed by yeah. David Butler. Well, there you um, go. So there you are. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened. But yeah, but changing you rooms. had you had Lawrence Llewellyn and Bowen. Um, yeah. Really was blew up from. from he was that. amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, Linda Barker, yeah. uh, and my personal favourite, Graham Wynn. People don't remember Graham Wynn. He he was the best designer of all of them. Oh, I thought. Graham Wynn, yeah. He, he, he was, was the more most mature kind one of, of yeah, it's more slightly subtle and subdued. Uh, here he is. Um, I was a burglar. I carried a weapon and I smoked pot. Says Handy Andy. TV star reveals secret past. Thank God I gave up crime. Okay, there well, you, there you go. Handy Andy Kane yeah. is every woman's dream. Uh, according to uh, the Free Library. There you go. Do you know um, Handy Andy and Tommy Walsh did a show together once, which is which makes sense, the best it? thing ever. Yeah. yeah, Ground Force Tommy yeah. Walsh. Yeah, very nice guy. Uh, right. So, Crime Traveller. Just before we go on, do you remember Change That? Oh yeah. Which was the program they all started on before Changing Rooms, and it was like it was like in like the NEC or like some like big. Uh, conference exhibition space right. and like members of the public would come be like I've got this old chair and then you give it to it Lawrence Lewis Bowen upcycle and, it yeah, yeah. it will be like upcycling but and well, that was and all of those designers were on that programme first before changing rooms there's an event in the, the edXL centre and it mm. seems to be going on throughout the year based right. on tube advertising I know the exact yeah and it's the, it, I, the, it I, called? the, the ideal home show the ideal home show Lawrence yeah. Llewellyn Bowen's there every year it's, he's on the yeah, poster it's like every month there's, it's never not advertised yeah. But it's always 
happening two days after I see yeah. it. So I think it's a, a year round. Th- if you miss those things, go back, get get yourself to the LXL Centre and have yourself some nostalgia. Yeah. And if you need to use a time machine to do that, then then for it. Yeah. But, well, ask Holly first, see how yeah. she feels about it. Because it really does depend on how she's feeling on the day. Speaking of Holly. Um, Speaking of, yeah. Actually, it's funny you should mention. <laughs> yeah. She does this speech, right? At the Institute of Time, and there's a wonderful cameo from an old professor who's just brilliantly posh and wonderful, and I love him. He's great. Um, Doctor Ben Benedict Benjamin. Um, and she gets home from her. She doesn't get home. She's still. She. She's. Oh, she's coming straight from it. She's still at. Isn't she? I. Yeah, she sees the news report of Jeff being shot. At the conference, she's at still at the conference centre, and she right? sees it on the and TV. She sees it on TV, right? She sees yeah. Jeff Slade because uh, she says, "Oh, sorry, turn that up." The receptionist in the conference centre, yeah. Um, and and yeah, Jeff Slade, Michael French, has been shot, and it's on TV, and he's being loaded into a van, and she's like, "Oh no!" And decides then and there that she's got to get home and go back in time, and she knows she can't change it, but at least she can kind of be with him and work out what happens and. Well, I don't know. She's she's not even. I think she she doesn't know. She just thinks she has to. She has, has to, to yeah. do something. Yeah. Because you know she's what? probably in love with them. I suppose that's her conflict, isn't it? That's her conflict. Is she knows deep down she can't change the past, but she also can't. Well, she, let this happen without her. I think maybe there's a part of her that's hoping she might be able to without yeah. it having any tragic. But she knows deep down that that's yeah. not going to happen. And I think I think that's played well. But the report. Does I it... think Chloe Annette's really. I think she's the best actor in this. I whole think show. she is. She is. She is very good. I think she's really good. She's very good. Um, um, Michael French has his moments, but then sometimes he sounds like he's reading his lines off a crisp packet, and I'm like, put, put some yeah. energy and intonation into this, Michael, because he's really like I like I used to. I've talked about it on the last podcast, uh, Crab podcast. Uh. He was in this show that I loved. I keep forgetting the name of. I think it was called Born and Bred with James Bolam of the mm-hmm. Likely Lads, who played his dad, and it was set in the war, and they were father and son doctor, and it was brilliant. Michael French was brilliant in it. He was amazing in that, and I just don't. I I don't. He's got yeah. moments of weakness in this. I've I've only ever just no, known him for EastEnders and for this right now from doing this podcast, and I've I've never really. Rated. I just don't. I just think I'm a bit allergic to him, though. I think if, if even if he was brilliant, I'd still be a bit like, oh well. I think you'd like Born and Bread. Great Sunday night. Oh, I'm not let's, sure it happened. Let's I'm talk sure about Tribe Traveller. Tra- let's talk about Tribe Traveller. It's a fever dream. So, does it say on the news report that he was shot by Crowley or that he's a yes, s- John it says Crowley? Shot by John Crowley. Right. I think that's really bloody premature. Yeah. If it's... someone got shot at six p.m. and uh, you're see and and the news are reporting it straight away, yeah. like live. It seems to be. Yeah. Would you announce the name of the person after? There's been no police investigation. There's been no charge sheet. There's, you can say someone's in custody or someone else was shot, and it we, they he's believed to be the same. So, but you can't yeah. say this is what happened. But they do anyway because it's the you know whatever. So she gets to the hospital mm. to, and says, "Where's Slade?" And she's the receptionist uh, nurse says, uh, oh, he's in trauma. Yeah. Um, which I'm assuming like intensive care or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, triage or whatever. Triage, yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's about to go and, and uh, see him. Yeah. 
but instead she decides to go home and both you and I, we get, we're like, oh, like that, as if yeah. we knew what was going to happen. And we're like, oh, yeah. she's oh, going to get in the old time machine. Off. And of course she did. She gets home. She sees, what's his name? Danny? Da- She's Danny. Danny, Who yeah. I love. Love Danny. Remember Danny, guys, from the last time? He's the janitor. He's like, yeah, like the caretaker from Play Days, yeah. but lost his way. Like, <laughs> yeah. Went downhill. Yeah. Um, and, and she goes in to use the time machine to travel back in time. Now, did you feel... <laughs> this, yeah. Did you feel like the time machine is now somehow connected to her emotional state yeah because yeah she's panicked and the time machine took her back in time more vigorously than it has before i was like well i don't think that's how it works i don't think because you're more upset the time travel machine works harder i don't know i don't agree with that at all i also don't like now the the, the way that is expressed it travels so hard that a vacuum cleaner comes to life. I'm glad you mentioned this. I, I made a note here. It says, electricity makes the Hoover come alive and chase Danny. Exactly. The Hoover comes after Danny. That's exactly what happened. Down the hall. And he plays it as if he fully believes, and doesn't really question, fully believes that he lives in a world where it's possible for a Hoover to come to life, be sentient and chase you. Because that's he's playing. Like, oh, no, it's after me. Like, no, surely you just be confused <laughs> and phone a doctor <laughs> having a having a mental breakdown yeah i don't know why all that happens i mean it's bad enough that it makes the room go light there are strips I, of light that come out of the walls you know how i feel about how good the special effects you are. always say oh here come the good special they're effects great. They're well, great. i don't think you're telling the truth i think the vacuum cleaner was a, a step too far but i think the rest of it was great yeah but i yeah i just i don't know why the time travel why the time machine works differently because she's more upset so it needs more electricity i, I don't know now this time she's gone back in what about six hours or something Presumably. Um, no, maybe like eight, ten hours. It's it's like the beginning of that day. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Beginning of, yeah, yeah. You're right. Beginning of that day, and she goes to find Jeff. Yeah, and she goes to the police station. Yeah, to find out. Oh, Meant to be your day off. So she must have lied about the conference, but then she says later on, "Oh, they think I'm at the conference." But someone definitely says it's her day off. Yeah. So it's our favourite policeman. Oh, yeah. She it's... goes to the charge desk. I yeah. don't know why that person would know where Jeff is. <laughs> yeah. Because that's yeah. very much a shift job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And says, well, where's Jeff? Like, well, he's not, he's not, not here. He's not in jail, is he? Yeah. Um, and she and says, he oh, gives, oh, gives the... you're supposed to be your day off, Holly. So he knows yeah. about the the fact that she's taken a day off to go and do... Well, he doesn't know why. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's not why. meant to be a secret. It's just like, he's not a friend of hers, so he doesn't yeah. really know. And she uh, says, oh, yeah, yeah, it's my day off. But I was just checking, do you know where Jeff is? And he says, oh, no, Jeff's gone off the best, to investigate a murder. The best line in the history of Crime Traveller. It's, uh, it's amazing. It's, oh, and she goes, oh, like a murder? I was like, well, here's his job. I don't like... Yeah. And he goes, yeah, apparently some artist, right, got uh, stabbed in the back or... Shot or something. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Stabbed, Stabbed in, the back, in the back or, or shot, shot or, or something. something. Like, don't make the first thing so specific if you're unsure of. Like, that's so weird. What's such a weird line? Like, <sighs> you're a police officer, so if you know anything about it, it would be probably 
quite good source, i.e. another police officer. And two, you'd probably remember... You're right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No. I've just just come back from the shops. Oh, did you get anything nice? Mm, yeah. I got these beautiful, um, uh, just ripe Sicilian lemons. Or it might have been an orange. I can't remember. <laughs> like what? Like no. Like you're not. If, Why you, if you know he's been stabbed in the back, then you know he's been stabbed. It's don't, so specific. Don't get that confused with shop. <laughs> it's so. Oh. It's so weird. Sicilian. What were they? <laughs> Ripe Sicilian lemons. <laughs> or an orange. I don't know. <laughs> like, well, if, if you know enough that it's stabbed in the back, then you know that it's stabbed, right? It's yeah. not... Unless you were using it figuratively. And then it turns out, though, because it cuts to the crime scene, turns out he was shot in the back. Yeah. So it's both of those things put together. So he wasn't far off. <laughs> but he's a policeman. And yet. he's heard that information from another policeman yeah. who's now at the cri- scene of the crime. Yeah. Oh, it's just weird. So that would made us laugh for a long time. Um, and then they were they're at the scene of the crime, and Grisham's there. She's yeah. turned up, which she doesn't normally no do really. Um, well, she does when it's not important. Yeah, yeah, she's always there when she's not needed, and when the big things happen, like people getting arrested or people discovering yeah motives and she doesn't have any awareness of it or what that means. <laughs> she's she's just not she's not been running the cafe no. anymore, right? <laughs> she's bitten off more than she could chew. So yeah, a famous artist. What's his name? Jabara. Jabara. Yeah. And Jabara a... has been uh killed, shot in the, the back of the heat. And he's uh three big paintings have been stolen. Called the three circles. And they were meant to be worth quite a lot of money um and but not that much money he's Ninety thousand. he's a similar level of Ninety thousand yeah. for all three of them yeah he's a similar level of fame to the um uh to sonia yeah yeah like they're the same he's artist version of her fashion designer like they're that level yeah well i don't know Ninety thousand for three paintings is quite it's quite good, isn't it? Is 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 that the pro- because the important thing is that they would be a lot more if he's dead than if he's alive. Yeah, they event when he's dead, they're worth four hundred and fifty. Four hundred and fifty thousand. That's it. Yeah, still quite a lot of money. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but they, they three paintings are stolen, and there's another one that they don't think to look at because it's stopped taken from a frame mm. which which is weird because the frame's kind of on the easel and uh but has paint around it so it looks like it's a frame that's kind of part of the easel so they're going oh obviously one he was working on that's been nicked as well yeah slade get on the case um so he goes about investigating it he does um wooden wooden boy is there yeah, I wrote. I hate wooden boy. I don't even know what. I can't remember what he did. But <laughs> spoke, um, and he annoyed me again. Um, yeah. So yeah, and uh, Chloe Annette from the past finds him. Yeah. At this point, he's not aware. He thinks this is Chloe Annette. Sorry, no, Chloe Annette from the present finds Chloe him. Annette, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, in the past, she's gone back. Right. So we're at the beginning of that day. So, so he Chloe, doesn't realize she's time traveled. He doesn't realize she's time traveled. He thinks she's in his time. Um, for for now. Um, and she's just kind of trying to be coy, not give away what, but it's like, I'm going to come with you. I'm going to keep you company on that. And he's a bit confused by it all. Yeah. Um, uh, but they start asking around, going around to places. They go and visit, um, uh, the neighbor who 
Labour's uh, lovely. So yeah, to see if he's got any <clears throat> idea what happened. He shed some light on some things. Yeah, he talks a lot about his cats. He's um, got a lot of cats. And one of his cats um, has has got like a... A medical problem, mm. which he says really quietly, as yeah. if not to offend the cat. And I thought that's a really nice actor's choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and he's very like he's very overtly camp, isn't yeah. he? And quite um, uh, quite a character. Yeah. And then he goes, uh, and then I heard a shot, but it was definitely I think, and I heard a gunshot. And he went, oh, could it, could it have been a car backfiring or something like that? Mm. Actually, I don't know why he says that because he knows that there was a gunshot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, because he's seen the dead body with a. Shot in the back of its head. Yeah, but uh, he goes, "Oh, of course I know it was a it was a gunshot." Ten years in the army, and I yeah. just went, "Gosh, I wouldn't have expected you to be of the age you are and in the army at the time you like." Yeah, and, uh, and I thought maybe maybe that's a bit bigoted of me, and maybe it's more pro- as you said, I it could have been I very progressive. I think Anthony Horowitz doing a, a great job there of not stereotyping. Um, and saying job. just because this is uh, um. Uh, a relatively old camp man yeah does not mean that he couldn't have spent 10 years in the army and quite frankly Callum I'm disgusted to think that you uh, it's not so much that I just think it'd be a very difficult place to be <laughs> see. it's a very homophobic institution quite yeah, famously very true yeah. don't ask don't tell policies yeah. like yeah. you know uh, but so so uh, good on him good on him for you know getting through that good on him and all this making cats. all sorts of assumptions here uh, I'm ashamed of myself good so the he oh my we um, got a very important thing. yeah they we've got uh, a very important thing from him to before mm. just before they get to the man yeah um he's not really bothered by it Slade he's like oh, okay another crime off yeah go off and solve it yeah and Grisham says you better solve this quickly Slade yeah right this is weird um because if yeah you don't... before 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 the press get wind of it yeah because if you don't it will be headline news it'll be on the front page front news front page news above the crossword above the crossword which is in a reference. reference to him saying he doesn't read newspapers he reads crosswords because he didn't know who the artist was and you and I just couldn't work out what this line meant yeah because it's not why like why is it a problem if the press find out that, that a man's been killed yeah because the alternative is a famous artist has been murdered and the police want to keep this covered up yeah until they've like that's not what that's not how life works. And also, why if, is she saying that? You know what happens when police can't solve crimes? Mm. Then they appeal to the public they and say, yeah, "Do you so have it, any advice?" It's. It feels like a line in a police film or TV show where they've cocked something up. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to reflect really badly on them. So they're like, you better sort this out before the press get wind of this. Yeah. But that's not what's happened. I've this got the police commissioner breathing the, down my neck, Slade. The beginning of a murder investigation into a celebrity. Which, like, what do you mean before the press? Like, it's weird. It's, it's weird. just a really odd line. It's, a, it's, another exa- it's just another kind of thing of going, oh, Grisham, she's going to be unreasonably angry at everyone today. Yeah. Okay, great. So she's incompetent and... <laughs> And angry at everyone. Why don't you go home, let us run the cafe? We'd be fine. <laughs> you being here and spending all this energy is making it harder for us to make coffees. And you don't know how the till system works. Go home. <laughs> That's how I feel about Christian now. Um, Sue Johnson is a great actress, though, generally. She's a fantastic actor. She's a great actor. Waking the Dead. Yeah. Love her in that. And Royal Family. Other. Royal Family. Hilarious. But um, yeah, I think I think everyone's is kind of 
that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. If you're Sue Johnston, you can turn up and and kind of probably phone it in with a fairly bad script and yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah. If you're Michael French, you can't afford to turn up with a fairly bad script and phone it in and, mm. and get away with it. I think, yeah. I think, I think there's just right. a bit of a line there between a standard that... And also, Sue Johnston's a far more experienced actor than Michael French is at this time as yeah. well. So I'm not talking about, like, he's terrible. Yeah. I'm just... Yeah, I think you're right. He doesn't quite give it the energy that he obviously did in Born and Bred because it moves you right. almost to tears every time you talk <laughs> about it, even though it's never existed. He <laughs> seems so emotional. Oh, brilliant. Born and Bred. Brilliant programme. James Bolden, likely, lads. Yeah. You will remember Born and Bred, guys. You so, I like the man with the cats, 10 years in the army, and he gives us some information because he sees uh, the artist's wife uh-huh. uh, scurrying down the road. Yeah. She's, um, she's waltzing off like Jim Hawkins. <laughs> she's down the road. waltzing off like Jim Hawkins. Um, down the road, scurrying, apparently, mm-hmm. after around the time uh, that the murder would have taken place. Um I've written again. David hates the curly head. Wouldn't <laughs> did I? Did I give him the? I don't know what you did, but I wrote it again. <laughs> and then, do you know uh, what? No, do you know what? I'd like to say. I think, I do think the character is meant to be that annoying. So I think the gentleman playing him is doing a, is doing a bang up job. Yeah, it's not. Really I think he's playing. I think he's playing. Uh, well, he's a university graduate. Yeah. That everyone's annoyed at. Yeah. For being... So I think. I think he's doing a great job because he, I'm getting a very visceral <laughs> yeah. every time he's on screen. I also think that um, he's got a uh, chemical perm. Yeah. That's what I think. He's been. He's had his hair permed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's quite annoying. <laughs> it adds to his annoying <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He's just a little Tory, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, and then, the, anyway, this at this point, uh, Holly says, look, I can't tell you what's... She eventually tells... They go to the Riverside Cafe. Yep. He grills her and she tells him that she he's going to be shot. Yes. And eventually, after some more, come on, Holly, tell me what I can do about this to stop myself getting shot. She says, well, you can't change the past because, you know, then mm. I'd be responsible for awful things happening. So I can't, but okay, I will. It's a guy called John Crowley. Yeah. You should say... Uh, sorry, I don't think you said... He, he, he phones up the... Uh, into double check. Time yes, sorry, very good point. He's started to th- r- work out that she might have travelled back. Yeah, because he keeps asking to let's go back and work this out. And she's like, no, no, we can't, we can't. And he's like, what? because obviously she's already travelled back. And yeah. You can't travel back and then back again. You can only go back and then forward because it's yeah. a loop. Um, and uh, so yeah, so he's suspicious. Phones up Institute of Time. Your favourite professor yeah. answers. Um, and I says, yeah, she's here right now. So then he's worked it out. Um, so and, yeah, so and, then, and then, but he's also seen the watch, which is a time traveling watch. watch. So I yeah, don't think he really needs. Yeah, he didn't need to verify, but it meant that we got no. my favorite professor. He took the phone call, put the phone down, and went extraordinary. Um, which I really liked. Yeah. So yeah, uh, she eventually, he, you know, because he finds us out, badges her, and she says, yes, all right, you're going to be murdered. You're going to be shot by a man called John Crowley. Yeah. Do you know who he is? And he says, no. So they go and look him up, find mm-hmm. him, and they go to his house. Yeah. And he... they, they go and they're hoping they knock on the door. Yeah. And they knock on the door and they wait for how long? They About... wait for approximately uh, one-tenth of a second. Okay, I'm glad you noticed this. It was the <laughs> quickest time between knocking it on the door. Go, no, 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 he's not in. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> You've 
Or do you know that? Yeah. It could be. And then and then he's and then and then she says, Oh, should we try again? And then he turns around and says, Well, not with six locks on the door. Like, oh, that we that are know, invisible. We didn't know about the six locks. Because they're not on the door from the okay, shop we fine. can see. That's At all, there are no locks. I was like, what? What are you referencing? Put locks on the door or cut the line. And then he climbs up a really weird ladder on this building. It's a fire I... escape ladder, but isn't it? But it's like the way it juts out and it sort of stops halfway. And I was like, how did he get to that bit of the ladder anyway? Cause so it's... that that's how fire escape ladders work. Yeah, like in it... New York tenement buildings. Yeah. Like, and I don't know why they do this, but they just before they get to the ground, yeah. about... I don't know, 10 feet before the ground, they stop. Yeah. And I'm like, if you... I suppose, yes, that's a safe amount to fall, but surely it's safer to also just carry on the ladder. But it's... It's specifically... Um, where they are is... Um, it's, it's like a high-rise anyway, isn't it? It's... What's it called? It's near... It's near Russell Square, and there's a Curzon Cinema as part of it. Um, oh, and there's a Waitrose. The World's End. And... You go further on down the down. It's yeah. Oh, that's I Chelsea. Can't... That's the end of Chelsea. Yeah. No, yeah. No. No. That's no. The no. World. It's, that's it's, the wrong. Yeah. No. End. No. 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 It's 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 like Russell Square, Bloomsbury area. Okay. Uh, I know it really well. I've walked past it so many times. Um, I can't. Remember. It's called like the something building. But there's yeah. There's a Curzon Cinema there. There's a Waitrose there. Um, there's a great little bookshop called Scoob Books. Oh, brilliant. okay. Loads of secondhand plays and stuff. I there. think I've heard people talk about Scoob. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's there, and I've never seen that fire escape. That I don't know why it's there. And it's but he started climbing from such a high position. I'm like, I don't. But I, you've not explained how you've got to that bit of the lad. Like yeah. And then he gets at the top. Yeah. And then he tightrope walks along the edge of the roof for no reason because we can see that it's like a flat roof that goes. I was like, you. Yeah. Why are you doing this? It's it's not a thin ledge. There's a rest of a roof you can walk along. It's dangerous. Yeah. And then he breaks in to this guy's house. Yeah. Uh, in order to have a sneak around, puts his gun through the window, and I went, "Oh yeah, I forgot he had a gun." Yeah. Because it's so weird to see British policemen with guns. Yeah. Um. Oh, we should say at this point they have already seen John Crowley because they go and. They pass him outside the jewellers. Yeah, they they pay a visit to this guy Levinson who runs an art gallery. Yeah. Um, uh, to try and find out about the murder of this chappy. Yeah. Um, and he's cl- claims that he had a couple of his paintings years ago, wished he had them now, yeah. talks about now that he's dead, they'll probably be value a lot more. Um, yeah. Saudi Arabian bought the last painting recently and stuff like Gives a load of exposition about the paintings anyway. Um, and then, yeah, they come out of that shop and they see John Crowley walk past and they try and chase him but there's a they run into a mirror and get confused it's a real old kind of chestnut but also but, a link to the doppelganger well, this is look at yourself say, in the I, eye I really liked it because of of the the fact that they live in a world where there's a possibility of that happening yeah. which is a nice yeah I, I thought that was really nice um, yeah it was it yeah was and nice. then and then yeah as you say we get to the whole breaking bit that we've just discussed Crowley comes in whilst they're in there and they arrest him on for the murder of Jabara. Yeah. Which, which makes no sense because they're not connected or anything. He's just... But he panics, Jeff Slade. He panics yeah. and does that. But I, I said to you, it's like, it's... They're arresting him for a crime that he might commit. Yeah. Uh, which is like the minority report thing, right? He, yeah. Yeah. Or that he... Well, no, they're, 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 they're arresting him for a... For a crime has happened, happened. But, but but the real reason they're arresting him is to stop him from to shooting. Stop, to Slade. stop him from, sh- which he hasn't done yet. Yeah, 
in yeah. this time yeah. loop. So, so yeah, um, it was, yeah, it reminded me of that. And he said, yeah, yeah that Minority Report was based on this. Yeah. Uh, and I looked that up and that's not true. Is it not? No, oh, Minority no. Report wasn't that. based on Crime Traveller. that. So, fine. Um, then, the next kind of thing I have is you've got a series of, of um, Grisham chasing Slade. They don't know where he is yeah. because he's gone off radar because he's with Holly, right? Yeah. So Grisham is going, where's Slade? He should be in there sorting out crimes and solving this Jamara murder yeah. uh, before the press get hold of it. <laughs> God forbid. Yeah. Um, and so they all go off trying to, you know, the, the wood, woody, wood man. Yeah. And, uh, the, mahog- the mahogany mannequin. And uh, and the one with the other one, Moss, mental health issues. Yeah, Moss. They go off and they're talking about being like good cop, bad cop. Yeah, trying you know work out how to how to work it all out. Um, and then Slade brings yeah. Crowley in. Grisham finds out and says, "Why is John Crowley? Who's this John Crowley?" Yeah, because Slade thinks if they could keep him locked up past six o'clock when he knows he got he can shot, change he can the past. Yeah, change the past. And, and not get Chloe in it saying, doesn't matter, something will still happen. Like, she's trying to get him to see it, but he's not. He thinks he can do it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, sorry. That was a... I found that weird in this episode, just before she tells him that he's going to get shot by John Crowley. As, as we've said, she's been really cagey about giving him the details. And she just says, I've just got to stick with you. I'm not going to tell you what happens. I've just got to stick with you. But then she says, and then he says, "Oh well, what what if I just get um get get on a plane and yeah. fly to Miami?" And she's like, "Well, no, because you know John Crowley could be flying the plane, and then you'd have gone right into." But she's not yet told him what happened, so I was like, "That's that's a good why would point. she say that if you yeah?" And then goes right, fine, he's gonna shoot you. I was like, "Well, yeah, he's probably guessed something's bad's gonna because you've just said the weird analogy about the plane." Yeah, which to him he doesn't know what that what that's in reference to yet. But also. She said that the main reason for not changing the past is that if she does, say I get you to walk across that road mm. and then uh, a car swerves to hit you and then that family dies, that'd that's on me. Fault. That's yeah. my responsibility. Yeah. Which I get, but also if we're following that butterfly effect, mm. the fact that he's now hanging around with her could, does could... Could potentially change well, also, things, but then it couldn't because it's already happened, right? But also it's more, in the loop. But more than that, that logic doesn't change regardless of if you're time travelling or not. Like, if yeah. if it was that's in still, the real world and still I, would be true, I it? made you walk somewhere and a car swerved because I made you walk somewhere and that family died, I would still feel re- partly responsible that I'd caused that by telling you to do something that then caused it. Like... Cause and effect yeah. still exists without time travel. So, I'd, yeah, yeah, but fine. Uh, and and also, surely, if even if you did do that, mm. as soon as it's happened, it's already happened yeah. because we're in a loop. So, yeah, you can't feel that guilty about something that's yeah. already happened because your whole point is that actually you can't change the past even yeah. if you wanted to. Yeah. So I found that a little bit confusing for my little time travel newbie brain to cope. Yeah. With. But but yeah, it I is. get it. It is. Um. So. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Moss and uh, Robson is his name. What the wooden boys. <laughs> Robson and Moss uh, go and visit the uh, former wife of 
Jabara because she's still at this point the main suspect because yeah. of the neighbour that was in the army says obviously he had the gunshot and he, she ran out the front door um, uh, and they find a shirt with blood on it and little wooden boy this isn't paint this, this isn't paint and then there's a really weird bit that what it sounds like is someone giving a line reading from off camera just goes it's blood but it, and it cuts <laughs> off midway through the word blood you just go this isn't paint it's blood next scene and I was like is that a mistake? Like, that's really weird. It's so quiet. Weird. And you cut off in the middle of the work. Like, it's... I, yeah, really odd. It's a bit weird. But they bring her in for questioning. And then she goes, all right, then. I'll tell you the truth. And I was like... Yeah. I don't... Don't admit to kind of obstruction of justice. Yeah, it's like a real yeah. admission of light. It's just really obvious. Yeah. She says, oh, what I did was... I, I went round there... Uh, heard a couple of gunshots, but I thought they were cars backfiring. Yeah. Uh, went in there, found him dead, obviously a bit horrified. I went to see if he was okay. That's what got blood on my shirt. Realised he wasn't. Thought, oh, well, I'm not going to do anything about it. I may as well nick a painting while I'm here because I'm not going to get anything in the will. So I yeah. nicked his painting. Yeah. The one that was on the easel. Yeah. But that doesn't account for the other three. Yeah. The uh, red, the orange circles. Yeah. Um. So they're no closer to finding out who... No. But they do think it probably is her that did it. Yeah. Um, uh, meanwhile, uh, Crowley is uh, running amok. Because he's free. He's yeah. free. Um, turns out he's a jeweler. I know this actor, by the way. I recognise him. The jeweler. Him. The so, old jeweler. No, no, no. Crowley. Oh, like, right. I know. Like, like he plays. I, he's in something where he plays someone. Like, like this isn't him, but it's a character akin to him. Like, like Home Alone there's the guy that Kevin's really scared of because he looks really scary, but then ends up saving him. And he's like, he's in something where he plays someone that looks really scary and you think he's going to be really nasty and evil, but he ends up actually being like a saviour of some kind. And it's all been like, oh, you misjudged him because he looks scary, but actually he's a really lovely guy. But I can't remember what it is. But I know, I know I've seen him. I'll I'll have to... um... I'll have to look it up and see if I can find him. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, the episode of this... Uh, the title is so long <laughs> it takes that long to type it in um but so yeah so he's a he's a jewel thief and he's been off um since he's got out he's gone to this Christopher Adamson mm. is his name um and yeah known for judge dread 95 the count of monte cristo 2002 robin hood prince of thieves 91 he's, yeah he's it might be it. might be that actually He's, he's done a he's done a fair amount of stuff like quite big stuff um he's got a great face great characterful face um but uh, yeah so he's off doing his robbings right yes and he, he goes to steal some diamonds and uh while he's there he's like don't the old man says oh i'm worried he says don't ring and then but then how does he get from there into the other shop into the art shop do you know who he is, Callum? Who? Do you know who he is? Who he? Who is he? He is the Pop guy. Christoph Abbott Adamson. He's the guy in the Dance Macabre episode of Jonathan Creek. He's the stalker, the one with the head when he's on the plane. Oh at the end. my goodness! Is he? Yeah. Wow. There's yeah. a little crossover. There's a crossover. Jonathan Creek and Crime Traveler. Love that. That's a great fact. Yeah. Um. 
So how does he get... It? Crowley's in the jewel shop. Yeah. Jeweler's shop asking for diamonds. Yeah. And as an old man, he's very afraid. Then does he come out of the jewelers and then go into the art shop? No. So he's in the jewelers. Uh, back to quit, Robert. And, and Michael French sees him. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, he like tries to run away and then they're having like a shootout in the street. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, then he goes into... And then he, he goes Levinson's. into Levinson's art shop and there's a family in there and he he's holding them all hostage. And and at this point, Grisham turns up and the rest of them and you've got little wooden toy man with uh, like a SWAT thing and a police baseball, baseball cap. cap on. Yeah. Which I wasn't aware in the 90s that the, the Met war but um, no obviously it's it's because it does happen now you do see see you know plain clothes always put the caps on so that they don't get shot yeah yeah, yeah. situation um but yeah so grisham's there and she's on the phone she rings them in the shop crowley puts up and and they have a conversation and then grisham says slade they want you you have to go in there and you have to negotiate with him and he goes i don't want to because obviously he knows he's going to get shot and she goes no you have to and he goes, I, I'm not even trained as a... I'm not trained in hostage situations. And she says, well, I'm not sure that's relevant. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I think it is relevant. And then she says, and he told me he's going to kill the family if he doesn't speak to you. I'm like, yeah. no, we didn't. <laughs> yeah. didn't say that. There wasn't time enough to say that. This is Grisham lying in order to, to get, get Slade you, to go yeah. in there, completely yeah. unarmed and without a body. Yeah. Flat jacket. Yeah. I, I just think it's bad management again. Yeah, well, it is. But we've come to expect that of Grisham. Bloody hell, um, Grisham. It was at this point that I realised I think I do quite like the Mustard Blazer. It was this point. I was went, it? Do you know what? That's all right. I, I might have that. I and, I, and I and I mourn the days when a person could walk around with a Mustard Blazer and green trousers and not be ridiculed throughout the town. I don't know. I get ridiculed quite a lot for wearing block colours and I never go as brazen as a Mustard Blazer. Mustard blazer. Yeah, I could see you wearing a mustard blazer and green green chinos. Yeah, greenos. Um, greenos. So he goes in to the uh, to Levinson's art shop, um, uh, and he says, "Look, let the family go." Yeah. Um, but you could keep Levinson. Yeah. Which at the time I was like, "Let's throw him under the bus," and then actually Levinson picks him up on it. He's like, yeah. "Wait a minute, would you do that?" And he was like, "Well." Haven't you heard of women and children first? Chivalry. Blah, Where's blah, your blah. sense of adventure? Where's your sense of adventure? Yeah, is what he says. Yeah, which is weird. Um, uh, and then yeah, so then there's um, uh, the um, Crowley ends up spotting a door and says, "What's through here? Take us through here," kind of thing, and yeah. forces Levinson to open this door, and it goes into this back room. And of course, in the back room are the three circles. Dun dun dun. Um, a a skirmish ensues yep where where Slade tries to take the gun off Crowley the gun goes off off, but it's Crowley that's been shot not Slade so you think ah and Slade says she was wrong she was wrong but then of course turns around and Levinson's got the gun and Levinson shoots him and you realise that he wants to hold on to Mm -hmm. the art because it's going to be worth so much more money now so Levinson did it all Levinson murdered Jabara stole the art stole the art so he could get a lot more money for it when he died Slade intervened and as a result he got he shot got because shot. he started to find out about it and now Slade's in hospital he's been carted off to hospital Le- Levinson is giving his report and he obviously makes up this story that it was that he was, was trying to save yeah uh, all those three he, he killed 
Crowley because Crowley killed Jeff Slade. He said, and, Crowley, it, and I and yeah. the gun just went off in my hand. Which is great. But in real time, mm-hmm. the press have got this information from Grisham and her force. Yeah. And have broadcast it on live television because at this point, Holly yeah. is seeing it. Yeah, um, yeah. How did the press get a hold of it and, say, and, and decide that it was John Crowley, even yeah. though there hasn't been an investigation to find out whether his account, if Levinson's account is true? Yeah. But That's anyway, that point. happens. Um, and yeah, Slade's in hospital. And yeah. so Holly now runs to the hospital. Runs to the hospital, but Levinson's there. Beat him to it. And he's got a scalpel. And he's got... And, it was and a doctor's coat. Like, right. So are you... Like he, I was. So you're a complete and utter psychopath. You're a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Because at first I was like, oh, you're a you're a desperate man that's ended up killing someone for the paintings. But yeah. now you're a cold blooded psychopath that's just killing everyone for the sake it's, of it. Well, it, I didn't think that. I thought, oh, well, he's got to kill Slade in order to clear his name, right? Otherwise, he's going to get down for the whole lot. Yeah. However, the way in which he does. The stealing of the coat, getting there, getting a scalpel, and the way he goes about yeah. killing it is exactly what you're saying. Super He's a cold supervillain. Um, do you know what? Um, um, the, well, you've it, set it up there, and now you've... I don't know. It reminded me of the episode of Black Mirror. I think it's Crocodile, which I think season four. Um, and it's the one with... Um, Andrea Riseborough and she played and it's like her and her partner at the time run over someone yeah. and they they don't tell anyone and they bury the body and then it ends up starting that the truth's going to come out and she ends up having to kill all these people to keep yeah. it secret yeah. and she's getting more but and you can see that it's driving her more and more insane but and it's totally out of desperation and that it was a person that absolutely didn't think she was a killer and now she's having to commit these murders to protect her and that spiral. And it's beautifully played by her in that episode. And that's the story that I thought he was doing. But he wasn't playing that. He, no. was, he was playing, I'm, I've I've killed thousands of people. And it's nothing to me. To I'm a naughty, a naughty, greedy art um, dealer. So yeah, so, so he is about to kill Chloe Annette with a scalpel. Because she's gone in to save she's him. She's gone in to save, um, yeah, uh, she's gone in to check on Michael Frick. She doesn't know that Levinson's there, does she, at the time? Uh, He's which, gone into the operating Well, theater. which one is it? Which Holly is it? It's the... She's no. back now in the present. So Holly present. doesn't know she's it. She still doesn't know. You're right. She doesn't yeah. know Levinson's there. Yeah. But she um, is in a hurry. Well, yeah, because she thinks... He's going to die, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, she kind of rushes in, sees Levinson. He's trying to kill her with the scalpel. And then, and then Michael Frick is fine. Like he's in, remember he's in trauma. He's been shot yeah. in a hospital. Clearly, he's in an operating room, so they're about to operate on him for some reason. And you'll realise why that's weird in a second. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's got a plaster on his neck. Yeah, he's got plaster on his neck. He jumps up. He's absolutely fine. Tackles um, Levinson tackles to the ground. Tackles Levinson to the ground. Hands him to 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 now, Wooden Boy and I, M- M- Moss. Moss. I oh, got on. slightly confused about this because it looked. Like to me in that scuffle that he made Levinson stab himself with the scalpel, because there was a bit where he like pushed him into his own hand and then Levinson like yelled out and I was like oh is he just impaled made him impale himself on the scalpel? Well, but then maybe he did. But then I couldn't see any evidence of that, so I wasn't sure if that was meant to be. What I had think it or not. was. I think it was. He broke his arm. 
Right, I, right. I think that's what it was like, turning the arm in on himself. But yeah. you're right, that would have probably cut him. But oh, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's really important, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, 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 and that's that. And then we get to their their little denouement roundup where Grisham has to be told everything about her case, which is now happening every episode. Yeah. What she has happened, no idea. Slade? Why were you in a hospital? Explain what? the whole episode to me, Slade. And so he does. Yeah, and... <sighs> And right, and so he said he's when he gets shot. Yeah, he's got a book in his pocket. Crowley's uh, Crowley's notebook. notebook Crowley, sorry, stops. That stops the bullet. The bullet, like a Bible. Like a Bible would. Yeah, and 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 so he says that he set up being actually shot in hospital so he because he knew Levinson would come and try and kill him so he could be yeah. there and lay a trap as he said now absolutely ridiculous what because absolutely that only, ridiculous because why is why has how how has he got to an operating room without a single doctor or nurse going you've not got a gunshot wound how did he even leave the scene of the crime with, with that not like what it's ridiculous what <laughs> what he was put in an ambulance, it's, taken to hospital, and no one from the police it, force went it, with him. It is honestly a hundred times more nonsense than anything we've seen in Jonathan Like, Creek. the police have absolutely... Is, they're not aware of any of this. And quite rightly, so you're saying the hospital are in on it, well, and they're telling they're that's telling the only way it Holly, could work. who that's, they don't know from Adam, that's the only that way he's it about to work. go into it. To, does she believe it, or is she it, lying to all strangers? That's... Yeah, that's the only way it can work, is if the whole hospital are in on Slade's plan, which is when did he do that? When did he... And if they're not, then it just doesn't... Then it doesn't work. Because why... How is there a situation where he can get to trauma without being checked if he's actually been shot or not? Yeah. It it makes utterly no sense. And why did he choose to put a plaster on his neck? A big, like... Like plaster on his that, yeah, like which that's kind where of he got shot. That yeah, I, he got I, shot in the neck and he's on life support. Ah, uh, it's 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 so silly. It's so ridiculous. And how did he know he was going to get shot in the chest on the left hand side? Yeah. Or was that bit by luck? But I think he's saying that was by luck. That was by chance. But I, but the ho- all the hospital stuff was on purpose. His plan. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, the police aren't aware of anything. They, they, they just, they are. They just are awful, an awful police force. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. The bullet, if the book stops his bullet. Yeah. So why doesn't Jeff Slade just immediately get up and explain what actually really happened? And yeah. then Levinson could be arrested because Jeff Slade's a policeman. So he's, yeah. they'll probably take his word. That that's what happened. Well, I'm, I'm assuming he was knocked. He he was knocked to the you know he was unwell. He, you know, the, but it was still painful mm. to be shot. Yeah, in the chest, is, even when the bullet was stopped. But, but I don't know why this plan. Of but it wouldn't the ho- keep him the trap in the hospital. No, setting the trap in the hospital no. rather than just going just to the people. police force that he oh, works that's for. A very good point. And saying this is what happened. Arrest it's, him for attempted murder. Yeah. And also the murder of Jabara, because the paintings are in there. Yeah. But also, why did he have to steal the paintings if he'd bought them for 90,000? Maybe maybe they weren't stolen. Maybe we've got that bit wrong. I don't know. So why did he... So we don't... So the motivation for murdering 
Jabara. Oh, I think that's right. Was yeah. to increase he, the value. Yeah, you're right. He didn't. They weren't stolen. You're absolutely right. He bought Apologies, the three everyone. orange paintings. He bought the three orange paintings, and the motive was to increase their value. That's absolutely right. But I also don't know why he bought them and then killed him. Like, if you're going to kill him, yeah, you may as well. You may as well steal <laughs> no, them as because, well. Right? No, because so there's the scene where they're at the auction. Yeah, and it's explained that he used to be a big art and then made loads of bad deals, and yeah. so he's fallen on hard times. So my assumption is he bought those paintings back when he was still wealthy. Has fallen on hard oh, times, and the only way that he can get any money. Is is to is to sell kill the artist, kill the artist, so sell them the, for a mint. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think that's logic, which does work. That yeah, that no, that does make sense. That does make sense. But yeah, it means that he didn't steal them. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed them a lot more this time round. They, they're good fun. It's they are really good nice fun. to be doing it, and it's they nice are really good fun. And to very get nostalgic. used to the time travel thing for me. And it, yeah, there is lots of nostalgia. Just nice character acting, you know. You don't get that anymore. Uh, the thing, Same with Creek. The thing is, like I, this this must just be like you know false memory. But like I remember my like vision in the nineties was how that looks on TV. Like, that's what the world looked like, the quality yeah, yeah. of the film. No, of the and exactly the same. You know what I mean? Everything had a slightly grey scale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I um, I wonder, though, if, is that just because we were a particularly TV-orientated generation? Yeah. I say particularly, Maybe. I just mean more than the one before us, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so, therefore, our memory of the world is... In, dependent on BBC camera oh, camera we quality in the nineties, I don't know, but yeah, I do, yeah, but it, yeah, it definitely takes me back to being a kid, which is great. And there was a nice big fat BT phone. I should have mentioned the technology. Oh yeah, you love all that. Uh, that they used to talk to the hostage. Uh, uh, I talked to Grisham. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, it's very fun. Thank you again, Ben. Thanks um, very we much. We look forward next month to doing uh, episodes five and six. Five and six, which yeah, should be fun. Uh, hopefully. There'll be more to talk about in the ways of uh, changing rooms and small ice. I mean, I can't believe the amount of uh, ninety subjects we've discussed. It's been uh, it's been a real walk down memory yeah. lane. Absolutely. Um, as always, if anyone wants to request born and bred, um, you are more than welcome to. The Patreon <sighs> link will be uh, below in the description. It's not real, David. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, we will be back of course on Monday with uh, another episode of the JC podcast looking at the Judas tree and then we're back for our any requests for our patron Sylvan next week where we will be back in the world of moonlighting which I'm uh, really looking forward to that was such a fun one last time Uh, Maddie and David and uh we are looking at the episode that Sylvan did ask us to look at the first time around and we decided to ignore him and look at our own one. But, Which is uh, fair enough, yeah. to be honest. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, so this time, Sylvan, we are we are looking at your your suggestion and very excited uh, to watch that one next week. So in the meantime, you can get in touch with us uh, to tell us about all the inaccuracies in this episode via Twitter, at Macabre Podcaster. Uh, you can uh, get in touch with us uh, via Gmail, podcastermacabre at gmail.com you can talk to us on facebook fb.me forward slash podcastermacabre and of course you can like share subscribe and listen to all the podcasts uh previous episodes current episodes all of that good stuff at itunes spotify google play wherever you get your podcasts from 
In the meantime, I have been David Shopland. And I've been Callum Hughes. And this has been Any Requests. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.